Welcome back to the Hot to Best Daily Pick Show for part one of the 2021 College Football Bowl previews. Probably going to have like four different series here, um, just breaking down some of these bowls. But we start out with some going on this weekend. We got four bowls that are honestly not the greatest teams in the world, but honestly, to me, these are these are some of the more exciting bowls, some of the best value as far as bowl season goes. So let's just jump right into it. I'm Kicking things off on Friday, December 17th, we got the Tail Greeter Cure Bowl taking place in Orlando, Florida. Northern Illinois taking on Coastal Carolina in this one. And Northern Illinois really is not getting as much respect as they deserve going into this game. Nine and four to finish the season, 10 and two finish for Coastal Carolina. And sure, this Coastal Carolina team was very competitive, but they go and miss out on the Sunbelt Championship, you know, because of that loss to Appalachian State earlier in the season. And they're not a bad team at all, um, you know, Northern Illinois has done a really impressive job this season. Obviously, winning the MAC was was great for them. But when we look at the Coastal Carolina losses, both of them were by less than three points. So it's not like they're a bad team at all. Grayson McCall has been a great quarterback for Coastal Carolina. Twenty five hundred yards on the season, twenty three touchdowns for him as well, and he's only thrown three interceptions the entire season. Shamari Jones has also done a really good job rushing the ball for this Coastal Carolina team. Nine hundred and eighty eight yards on the season for him. Javion Healy is also great receiver with over a thousand yards as well as Isaiah likely putting up 800 yards so the Coastal Carolina offense was you know explosive this season it really just picked up right where it left off last year and well I didn't necessarily have the amount of success that they had last year obviously you know dropping those two games don't even get to make it to their conference championship they still had a very impressive season in no small part because of that up front that you know returned all five offensive linemen from last season and it's a team that managed to put up 37.3 points per game as well as average 7.6 yards per play but they go up against the Northern Illinois team that, in my opinion, is just as good. They might not have near the explosive offense, but they still have playmakers. Rocky Lombardi passed for 2,400 yards and 13 touchdowns on the year. Um, Jay Ducker has done a really good job rushing the ball for them as well, a 1,000-yard rusher in himself. And Travion Rudolph has also been a great receiver with over 800 yards receiving this season. So both these teams have talent on the offensive side of the ball. And moving the ball has not been a problem for Northern Illinois either. They were averaging 5.97 yards per play this season um and 29.29 points per game isn't anything crazy you know it's not 37 points per game or whatever coastal was putting up um but it's still impressive the defensive side of the ball though um is where i think coastal is getting the love here in this game coastal has done a really really good job on defense this season they've only allowed 18.46 points per game as well as 5.2 yards per play but that's not to say that Northern Illinois has been bad. You know, Northern Illinois held teams to 30.36 points per game, as well as 6.7 yards per play. And in the MAC, where you know you have the high-flying teams that you do, that's not a bad stat line at all. Um, offensively, for Northern Illinois, it really did make up for their defensive struggles, and it's really just a solid, solid team this season. Not to say that Coastal Carolina isn't a solid de- team because their defense is you know elite again this year. But when it comes right down to it, 10 and a half points, especially with that hook, is just way, way, way too many points for me to lay with this Coastal Carolina team. I think Northern Illinois coming off that MAC championship is going to be riding that high, and I think they keep this game close. So give me Northern Illinois plus 10 and a half in the Cure Bowl. Now, moving on to Saturday, December 18th, we got the RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl, which is just a, a heck of a name. I love it. Obviously, Boca Raton, Florida is where this one's being played between Western Kentucky and Appalachian State. And this is a matchup that I was absolutely stoked to see. These are two teams that I loved 
watching this season. Western Kentucky finished the season eight and five. Appalachian State ten and three. Um, and you know both of them drop their championship games after having impressive you know winning streaks to end the season western kentucky won seven games in a row before losing um in the conference championship app state um you know rattled off six wins in a row before losing to ull in the sunbelt championship so two teams that you know won a lot of games to end the season but couldn't quite get to the top um but they meet here in a game that i think is going to be two very explosive offenses on the western kentucky side i have no doubt about it you know bailey zappy was a hell of a quarterback 5,500 yards this season and 56 touchdowns 56 touchdowns is absolutely insane I, I don't even know how you get that high um but but he did it um Jared Stearns has also been a really good wide receiver 1,700 yards for him and you know when your team's averaging over 400 passing yards per game it's very very dangerous and, and that just you know automatically screams over which is why we're 67 and a half you know we have a pretty high over here in this game um but honestly these are two teams that i don't think should have any problem hitting that noah wimington has also done a pretty good job rushing when he needs to for western kentucky albeit they don't rush a ton he only has 467 yards on the season but western kentucky is putting up 40 points per game this season they're averaging 7.07 yards per play and i really expect that to carry into this game and on the Appalachian State side of the ball, <clears throat> you know, they showed again this season why they were one of the top group of five teams. Um, obviously, head coach Sean Clark has not had less than nine wins in any season since 2015. And they returned a lot of guys from last year's team. And while they might not have had the, you know, the explosion that, that Western Kentucky showed, they still did a really good job. Chase Bryce ended up with over 3,000 yards. Um, they have an amazing wide receiver trio in Sutton, Hennigan, and Williams. All three of those guys finished the season with over 700 yards. Um, and honestly, that wide receiver group is one of the stronger in the group of five and definitely in the Sun Belt. It's probably the best receiving group in the Sun Belt, um, it, you know, top to bottom, in my opinion. Nate Noel has also done a really good job rushing. He had over a thousand yards this season and they're putting up 31.79 points per game which isn't the number that Western Kentucky put up, but it's still impressive. They still did a really good job moving the football, 6.17 yards per play. And like I said, two offenses that can move the ball and can score some points. And while their defenses have been okay this season, especially the App State defense, um, definitely showed some you know impressive streaks. DeMarco Jackson really you know anchored that team. He had 114 sacks, their tackles on the year, 114 sacks. That would be dang, dang impressive. But um, Stephen Jones Jr. was pretty impressive. Five interceptions on the year for him. And App State held teams to 17.93 per game. 93 points per game they only allowed 4.99 yards per play and um and on the western kentucky side of things they allowed 26.64 points per game um as well as 5.6 yards per play but really when it comes down to this one um and these defenses definitely stepped up especially you know in the, in the second half of the year where these two teams went on their winning streaks defense was a major major part of that but when you put these two offenses together on the field at the same time it just screams extremely high scoring game they are two very very solid teams and you know i really wanted to pick a side in this game i definitely did and it's it was just too hard because both of these teams are honestly just so so good so um i think this is a very high scoring game i think we easily can see a hundred points in this game potentially give me the over 67 and a half in this one Next up on Saturday, December 18th, we got the Landing Tree Bowl from Mobile, Alabama, Eastern Michigan taking on Liberty. 
both these teams enter this game seven and five on the season and while they're in a bowl you know seven and five's a great season you know for, for for a lot of teams it definitely feels like these two teams missed something this season and you know that's why you're playing in the lending tree bowl um but for this eastern michigan team they played a lot of very very close games this season um ben bryant was a great quarterback for this team 2900 yards only 14 touchdowns but they did make it work you know Jawan hilton um, did a really good job rushing the ball for them as well. 631 yards, four touchdowns for him. Darius Boone Jr. was also a great rusher for this team. 400 yards and six touchdowns for him. So, you know, two two rushers who, who really carried the offense there. Had a couple receivers in Hassan Bennington, um, who put up 932 yards. And Dylan Drummond, who put up 653 yards. So offensively, they have the playmakers. You know, this team has talent. Eastern Michigan can, can score some points, 25 point or sorry, 28.62 points per game, as well as 5.53 yards per play are not bad numbers at all. And they go up against a Liberty team here who really didn't impress me this season. You know, Liberty last year was a team that was just an absolute cover machine. I loved betting on them. And, you know, um, the game that sticks out, obviously that Virginia Tech win, they just were very impressive last year. And, you know, this year you couldn't say the same. I, that Syracuse game really put me off on this team. Um, and they struggled down the stretch of the season. You know, losses to Ole Miss, which is not a horrible loss. The ULL loss isn't horrible either. Um, as well as Army isn't the worst loss in the world either. But Hugh Freeze just was not as hot as he was a year ago. You know, this team did not look as good. Malik Willis is still a good dual threat quarterback. Don't get me wrong. You know, he did wonders for this team yet again. 2,600 yards through the air, 800 yards on the ground for him. And Demario Douglas led the team in receiving with 679 yards. Um, but it's a team that only put up 29.31 points per game, which again isn't horrible. But it makes me wonder why they are such big favorites in this game. Um, and while their defense is okay, you know, it, it's nothing crazy. Um, um, they did a pretty good job of stopping the run this year, um, but they still allowed 20 points per game. And when it comes to Eastern Michigan's defense, while well, it may not be as great on that level as what we saw from Liberty, it was still very solid. Russell Van the fourth leads the team with three touchdowns or with three interceptions. Um, defensively, they helped teams with 25.69 points per game as well as 6.15 yards per plane. Overall, this Eastern Michigan team really kind of got slept on in the Mac. They have a very talented roster um, and it's a team that can, can, can stay in games. You know, they played a heck of a lot of close games this year, which really, again, baffles me why they're getting nine points here in this game. Too many points. Give me Eastern Michigan plus nine here against Liberty in the Lending Tree Bowl. And we wrap up part one of the Bulls show with another game on Saturday, December 18th, the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl from New Orleans, Louisiana. ULL comes into this one taking on Marshall, Louisiana, 12 and 1 on the year. Marshall is 7 and 5. And for this ULL team, you know, very impressive season. Their only loss of the entire year came against Texas in week one. And if we can go back to week one, or play that game again now, I think ULL wins the game. I think they could, you know, have a shot at winning the game back then. You know, um, Billy Napier obviously headed to Florida, will not be coaching in this game for ULL, but um, that doesn't diminish what they've done this season. You know, um, it, one of the best seasons in school history, and it just, it, it's really impressive what they did. For this Marshall team, you know, they got to seven wins for the second year in a row, um, but they really struggled against better teams this season. Now, Grant Wells was one of the better quarterbacks in conference, even USA, even with that. Uh, passed for 3,400 yards, only 16 touchdowns, um, which, you know, isn't as great as some of his counterparts, 
but still impressive nonetheless. Corey Gramble leads the team in receiving with 828 yards. Rashawn Alley also uh, rushed for over 1,200 yards this season. And offensively, Marshall put up some points, 31.3 points per game, averaging 6.4 yards per play. But Levi Lewis was a quarterback who kind of didn't get the recognition that I definitely think he deserved for this ULL team. Um, while only 2,600 yards and 19 touchdowns on the season, he really, you know, when you watch him play, really helped carry this ULL team to that impressive 12-1 and finish. Um, Johnson and Smith rushing the ball were both very good as well, over 700 yards for both of them. Um, their passing game wasn't crazy good, though. You know, that, that's one thing that ULL wasn't necessarily going out there and lighting things up passing wise but they still put up 28.5 points per game and you know were able to win all but that week one game um and you know they looked very very good in that Sun Belt championship and honestly it was a it was a team that was anchored by a defense that really just improved so much throughout the season non-conference play you know wasn't the greatest for this defense especially like in that, that texas game and going back and looking at some of those but as we moved into conference play and got deeper and deeper into the season they just looked so much better they only allowed 17 points per game the defense held teams to 5.1 yards per play and honestly this is a team that week after week i feel like i've just become a much much bigger fan and obviously that's what winning does and in winning in the way they've won does um but it is true, you know, it's just a, such a talented team right now. And not that Marshall isn't a talented team, not that they don't have a decent defense. Lance Gertie lead, or took over as the DC this year and, and you know, was able to, to coach a pretty good team. They held teams to 21 points per game, as well as 5.08 yards per play. But when we really look and, and dive into what Marshall's struggles were this season, it was against better teams and, and teams like ULL here, who, you know, had a great season. I just don't see Marshall really keeping it all that close. Um, I think they are going to struggle to to get points up on this ULL defense, and I think ULL, you know, is going to try and run the ball and, and just you know kind of play their game of football um, and get the win here. So give me ULL minus five here against Marshall in the New Orleans Bowl. That is it for part one of the college football bowl preview for the 2021 season. I think we'll end up having probably four or so shows here for the bulls. But if you want to see more NFL, college football, college basketball, NBA, NHL, UFC action, head over to hotdebest.com. Take a look at everything up on the website. As well as if you're not following me at Hot Chris on Twitter and Instagram, make sure you follow me there so you don't miss out on any future content, as well as on the BetStamp app where you can get early access to all of the picks the second I record each episode. And that's definitely important here for these bowl games. You know, it can go either way betting early or not um depending on you know if guys end up opting out or whatnot but um my rule of thumb is the earlier the bet the probably the better line you're going to end up getting um so that's why i like to bet early also follow the hot tip main account on twitter instagram facebook tiktok to stay up to date with everything happening over there as well as if you're watching here on youtube hit the like button subscribe to the channel hit the bell notification so you don't miss out on any future content and most importantly drop a comment down below let me know who you guys are betting on for these first few bowls Thanks for watching today's show. I will see you guys tomorrow.